Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, helping those who help themselves find a career in IT. We have a young woman I was just interviewing for inclusion in the program. She has three part-time jobs. Now, this is a high school junior. She has three part-time jobs to help pay for herself. She has two younger siblings and also lives with her mom. Many people in D.C. region have talked for years about the opportunities and needs for our less advantaged children to find their way into high-tech employment. Our next guest, Mahan Tevakoli, is at Genesis Works. He is doing the work of solving this problem. Mahan, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me here. Well, let's begin with, uh, tell us a little bit about Genesis Works. I think it's a great, uh, I think it's a great thing, and I want our listeners to know about it. Absolutely, Jonathan. We uh, work with disadvantaged young adults, so high school students from low-income backgrounds, first-generation college, uh, primarily from uh, diverse communities, to train them in professional skills and IT skills, place them in uh, internships in companies in the region, and help them with college access. Well, I've heard from other guests, and certainly from people I've talked to, that there's a large disconnect between the IT industry in our region and a lot of our students. Is that true? And absolutely, uh, Jonathan. There's been a lot of talk recently, especially because of Uber, about diversity and lack of diversity in technology. Uh, there was a great article in Time about Uber's problems are Silicon Valley's problems. Actually, Uber's problems are Silicon Valley's problems and DC region's tech problems. We lack diversity and we lack initiative to change the way things are right now. Well. Again, I hear this and I've spoken with this people, we lack diversity. As a tangible matter, how is Genesis getting this problem solved? We, so what we do is uh, we do presentations at uh, schools with high free reduced lunch uh, populations. Because that's an indi indication of socially disadvantaged and, and as well, those tend to be the more diverse communities, sadly, in, because of blue line and in a different way, society structures, right? Absolutely. And uh, data shows that about 9% of uh, students from lower income families end up graduating from college, while 77% of those with from higher income families graduate from college. So there are a lot of uh, factors that contribute to future success. Income is one of those factors. So we work with those students, talk to them about technology, interest them in technology, and then train them in both technology and professional skills and let them gain some experience in professional environments so they can aspire to become technologists. When you say professional skills, something as simple as knowing how to dress, knowing how to write a cover letter, knowing how to draft an email, understanding the workforce? Absolutely. And there are a lot of things that... Because uh, how would they know? It's the point, they, right? Uh, there, there isn't necessarily training in the school system to prepare them for the workforce. So everything from resume writing to LinkedIn is things that we work with them. Uh, in order to make them more appealable uh, and uh, more employable in the workforce. You know, this strikes me as the kind of thing somebody does when they have a sense of mission and, and, and empathy. I mean, you know, just come to this problem, right? Uh, so you've been at Genesis relatively recently, a 20 or so year career as an international businessman going around the world. What, how, how, help me connect the dots here. How, where was the aha moment that you decided to throw your energy behind this project? Well, I've, I've been involved in a DC business community for those 20 plus years, and I've heard from when the Board of Trade was pulling together the Potomac Conference to the Northern Virginia Tech Council, 
talking about all of these issues and the need for the workforce. I've seen some of the challenges that we have in the community and the disconnect, but also my international experience and uh, going to a lot of countries, seeing the poverty, seeing the challenges, helped me realize that maybe I can impact more right here at home rather than focusing some of the effort on the international side. You know, I often find that people are shocked when they see how, for certain people in this town, in this region, their lives really are worse than impoverished people at places that Americans will throw out as examples of impoverished places. Is that your experience as well? Absolutely, Jonathan. Uh, right now, we're recruiting at uh, different schools for our second cohort for this summer's training. And just a couple of quick examples. One of the young men that's applying to our uh, program, he uh, actually has a job at Silver Diner. Now, this is a high school junior. He works evenings uh, at Silver Diner, five nights a week. He works weekends in order to help support partly his mom and his younger sister. We have a young woman I was just interviewing for inclusion in the program. She has three part-time jobs. Now this is a high school junior. She has three part-time jobs to help pay for herself. She has two younger siblings and also lives with her mom. So we have a lot of these people in our community. Uh, they, in some instances, go to different schools. They might not talk about some of the challenges and issues they have. But yes, we do have these hardworking people needing our support and a hand up in our community. I, at the risk of getting a bit political, I, it must be really hard to see really, really hardworking immigrant kids and families trying to find, because I believe your program deals with people, works with people, they're first generation immigrants, right? In this current political environment, are we throwing the baby out of the bathwater by not really talking about all the positive and hardworking entrepreneurial people we have that are in our local immigrant community? Uh, absolutely. Now, our program focuses on first-generation college. Okay. So uh, quite a few of them are not immigrants. Mm. But uh, based on the demographics in this area, a high percentage are from immigrant families also. And yes, they are very hardworking. They are dedicated. They want to make a better life. They, they contribute to us in a lot of different ways, in invisible ways. They are the ones that are washing the dishes uh, at the restaurants. They're the ones that are uh, serving us. So they are contributing, they're working hard, and they're not looking for uh, us to give them anything other than opportunities. And we believe this is a way to give them an on-ramp to a technology career, which gives them higher uh, compensation in the future too. Well, it's absolutely, I mean, if you look at if you look at our own job numbers, the high value added jobs in our region are in our knowledge management, information technology. It's absolutely true. And the great thing about, I mean, you know this too, is cybersecurity is one of those fields where you don't actually have to go to a great college. You'd have to get certified, which yeah. is an objective standard. It's like going, look, taking the bar exam. Is our corporate community engaging the way you would like? Give me some examples of people who are stepping up and supporting this mission. Yeah, we, we do we do have some great uh, organizations that have stepped up. AT&T, especially AT&T's Aspire program, uh, has been very supportive of Genesis Works. Um, Intelsat, Accenture, Caliber Systems. So there are a lot of technology companies that realize that they need to invest in development of work the workforce of the future and also bring an element of diversity into their tech teams and generate greater um, employee engagement. A lot of millennials want to see they're having an impact on the community. 
And as fun as it is once a year to go paint a building and feel good about it, this is an opportunity where on a daily basis they get to see these young, driven kids working in their offices in value-added roles and help nurture them and feel good about the impact they're having on the community. Before I let you go, tell tell everybody what you told me earlier about this young lady who got her first job and showed up at her first desk. Yeah, absolutely. What, uh, uh, one of the young women that uh, we had this first year, uh, Lydia, um, she tells the story about how uh, as she got involved in Genesis Works, she was uh, she's placed, actually she's working right now at uh, Strayer University. And the day she walked in to the Strayer University environment and uh, saw her desk laid out, the computer, the professional environment, she reflected on the sacrifices that her parents have made to come here to the States, work lots of jobs to give her the opportunities. And she said, you know what? This is what my family wanted for me. Now I see it. Now I get it. Therefore, I want to work hard and get the education that's needed to give back to the community and to my family. So sometimes it's just the aspiration changes based on the experience our young professionals get a chance to have. So if you're an employer looking to make a difference, I suggest you get in touch with Mahan Tevakoli at Genesis Works. Mahan, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. Today's podcast is brought to you by Montgomery County Economic Development Corporation, MCEDC, helping companies start, grow, and accelerate business in Montgomery County. The future starts here. Go to thinkmoco.com today. A special thanks to our sponsor, Eagle Bank. How do you get to be number one in the D.C. area? Eagle Bank did it by putting relationships first. They're flexible, involved, responsive, strong, and trusted. Eagle Bank's goal is your success. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan. Our online contributors are Michael Hoffman, Barbara Ulrich, and Candace Pye. Music provided by two DC region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening.